0: Just I get p- neck cramps and shit. We'll go the other way.
1: Alright, should we start? Yeah, I think I think we should
2: start. Alright. Yeah, think about it. That Boys. was mm. Loafers, loafers. It's time. It's, it's time to start episode two of the loaf podcast. Okay, the time oh, is oh, four fifty nine. loaf time, <laughs> right time. now,
1: and this is episode two of the loaf podcast. I'm one of your co hosts, or loafers, Faris. If you guys want to introduce each other in sequential order.
0: Yeah. So we were gonna. This is actually episode two, take two, because we're recording <laughs> a really, really good bit, and then Adam. That sporting man had a huge leg cramp. It took about a minute to sort out. It's terrible. terrible. Anyway, he wiped his tears, went to the bathroom, called his mom, and now he's
2: okay. <laughs> but the, the stellas were already cracked. The uh, stellas were already cracked, so we can't crack these stellas for you again, which is unfortunate. But um, Ooh, we can try. add something in post. We can do some Pringles ASMR. But shall, it, shall, shall I add in here? Here I'll add in a sound of stellas cracking for you. Sure. Yeah, no, I was. No, it's already played. Oh, I've already, oh. I've already added it. Don't so worry. He, you don't have to say. Oh, oh so of, wait, so he's, he's so. going to play it
1: in uh, uh, you get post production. Post, okay, I yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's very, very okay, meta. Yeah, this is yeah, that, how we roll. Okay, let's okay, so carry on. <laughs> basically, so this is our second episode, and I just want to ask the loafers for the second time: How do you think the first podcast? What do you think of the reaction to the first podcast, podcast was, and yeah. what were the main takeaways?
0: So we that? were told we were failing on theme a little bit. We, yeah. you know, strayed around a little bit, which is nice. You know, it was a pilot episode. We managed to sort of get to get the loafers to know get the loaf gang to know us um but we're gonna stick a little bit more to a theme it's gonna stream from the song of the week it's about arts relation to life imitation representation interpretation those sorts of things and it's gonna be on a popular song that we're sure a lot of you will know yeah so
3: this podcast is a bit more of an academic one because we need to silence the critics at um
0: (laughs) honestly party last week we we had a few friends over shout out to you guys um like when Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) what's quite funny is we had my friend Addit who was supposed to be staying for one day. Um, That was a listening party last Saturday. It's now Friday. (laughs) (laughs) The episode's going to release tomorrow. He's still here on my sofa. He's running out of clothes. Desperately Um, running
2: out. Does he? Does he even do university?
0: Well, he goes to baths, so a not bath? really. Ah, <laughs> okay.
1: What does he even do in the library? I don't know, he goes to the bath and shit.
0: <laughs> in the library. In the library. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just was dying to say that joke. Yeah, <laughs> he that's how the
1: university works. Right? There's a massive job.
2: bath that exists. Yeah. Yeah. But I uh, do you want to carry on a little bit with the introduction of episode two so that we can really get the fans hyped for what's, for what's coming today?
1: Okay so um the song of the week um, what we all discussed is Pink Matter by Frank Ocean. To be honest I didn't have never really listened religiously to Frank Ocean and only because of Lucas and Adam secularly to. Yeah very uh, secularly uh, Basically uh, I listened to the entirety of Blonde uh last night from top to bottom and I thought, found it a really profound uh, album and I think um Adam and Lucas are now going to do you, do you think when you
3: listen to an album from start to finish, do
0: you think you can gain yeah. more from the
3: song? One
1: like album if you just listen no, 100%. to No, hundred percent. Two hundred percent.
0: It's 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 a structural unity, like people obviously you just have your typical rapper, they'll just put a bunch of songs, they'll have three songs randomly placed in which they'd already <coughs> published before, but if it's a properly artistic piece of music.
2: Yeah, and that's um that's not only the case for um conceptual albums and and, and storytelling albums, for example, you have um life of pablo which is maybe a little bit more like that mm-hmm. and but then you also have mm, albums like pink floyd's um Side out of the moon which isn't necessarily telling a story however there's a, a structural and thematic how uh, it develop i know that that's the case because i've listened to it and it sounds that way to me I don't know what the intention of the artist was, but you can tell when you listen is that to the like song, it, Is that like a crescendo and in intensity? Exactly, emotional change. There's a huge crescendo, and and actually it builds up to the to the I think penultimate song, and then the last song. It it if it comes to its um to its conclusion. Does it have a central thematic theme? do You think? Um, I think there's multiple themes that work together in in conveying the human experience in terms of time, money, and um, how we can how we can view life and and the marginalised aspects of life, which sometimes are not as delved into. That's a bit of waffling, to be honest. Can you define... Yeah, yeah.
0: about? can you, them- you define thematic theme, and two, <laughs> can you <laughs> define how we look no, at in life instead? I thought I said
1: <laughs> central theme but apparently it was thematic theme. Oh, Their the head to the mouth didn't really work out.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I thought something. I said central theme in my head and the, it came out as thematic theme. The
2: head to the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the voice quoted us.
1: Quote of the week. Embarrassing moment.
2: Have you guys ever listened
1: to a story album? It's
3: embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing
1: story album. Far, 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 what was it?
2: Embarrassing,
3: there. What do you mean? What do you mean, Enfarising. story? Uh, so there's this story album by this, um, sort of old rap um, guy called Last the Cat. Um, and he made this story album called The Cat, the Girl in the Tree. And he operates under this alias, um, as a cat, and he wears a mask. <clears throat> and in this album, he talks about sort of his youth, his um, his experiences in relationships and partying, a lot of this sort of stuff. And... Um, from each song you get a continuation on the story
2: yeah i um, there's all th- that's a really good point and there's there's other albums that're similar to that You have, like operation mind crime is like a heavy metal album that does that oh. so this what do you mean oh I'm just, <laughs> it's not uh, heavy metal that's fine it's not heavy heavy metal but it's um, it's hard rock and it's just to show that this kind of story through art and an album as a whole has been going on for quite a while
1: I guess I'm quite different in that I listen to songs individually, right? Instead of listening to an album for the sake of that's listening, listening to an album. But I, no, think, that's fine. I think that's a shame that I do that yeah. as well.
0: I do playlists. But And I always find it weird when I'm like, oh, what are you listening to? And they're like, they say an album. I'm mm. like, oh, you're just listening to an album? Like, what do you mean? I
3: think but, that's more new wave to listen to individual songs rather than albums. Definitely. Because yeah. people
0: bought albums and yeah. then you put it on the, the vinyl or you put it in a CD yeah. and you listen yeah. to the whole thing and that's a huge part of the art. I you think that's a massive yeah. loss as well. They're like with
3: streaming, streaming services, yeah. I think to modify, one thing that's quite a negative from the way um, music stream at the moment is that you don't listen to the full album, and I think bringing it back to Frank Ocean, I think he's he's very concerned with the aesthetics of each album. If you compare Blonde to Channel Orange, mm. very, very different.
2: Yeah, but just to pick up on that quickly, in terms of playlists and how it used to be in the past, it's really interesting because in the past you could make playlists of sorts but they were mixtapes, mm-hmm. and you had to choose which songs to put in a lot more carefully because it was a lot harder to do it. And nowadays all you have to do is press two buttons, songs added to a playlist. Although... I would say that one of the first playlists I made when I got Spotify, I actually made that the songs follow each other, to try and tell a story. So I did do that because I find that connection between songs that flow into each other really cool. Yeah, the point I was gonna, that I was about to make is podcast
0: making actually, sorry, playlist making actually really can be an art. You choose the cover art, which is going to be representative of in some way and change your expectations of the playlist you order it etc the other like my sister does that all the time for example she creates really cool albums with storylines to them and the right cover art which kind of sums up the theme she's trying to have and 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 the title also it's like the title in painting Mm -hmm. really changes how you do it well but sorry the main point i was going to make is even though we have so much access and it's so great there is a sort of like diminishing returns which is a bit of a shame like you take Four seasons by Vivaldi, for example, this insane piece takes like thirty-five minutes. People back in the day, if they were super wealthy, might listen to that song like once. Now you can listen to it whenever you want. You could do it once a day. You could do it twice a day, and it's not live, etc. That does kind of ruin really that. Do
1: you think there's a lack of appreciation of art, given the fact that we're so we have art easily accessible? Music, yes. And music. Other stuff,
0: no. Like music, you, anything you're doing, you're cleaning. You're in the shower. You're just doing it to pass the time. It's just yeah. something to add a little bit of mental
1: stimulation. But actually, this should be art pieces. You know, I brush area. my teeth. I listen to music. I shower. I have music playing in the background. You know, I do my work. I have music in the background. But I don't actually listen to the music itself.
3: What do you think about Netflix's effect on the way we watch TV shows? Because yeah. in a similar way to um, how Spotify has changed, how you listen to music, yeah. with Netflix, you have you're binge-watching whole seasons. in in one sitting sometimes so when back in the day you used to have to wait for a certain time and then then you'd get the entertainment
2: they still do that to a certain extent with some shows Mm -hmm. like last and last last oh yeah
0: yeah so that's good I think it does destroy suspense a little bit you watch a show and there's a huge cliffhanger and then it says 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 and before you know it you're on the next one and that's it's super unproductive I've spent nights till 5am in the morning with school the next day watching shows that I don't even
2: remember what shows they are now it's not just that it's unproductive. I think it really removed from that cliffhanger thing. Yeah. So if you if you can just watch the episode straight away, it's no longer a cliffhanger. Mm. You've removed that building of suspense. So I think that's actually quite a pity. I think, yeah, and, so yeah. I
1: think suspense is quite necessary for the narrative of story- storytelling, especially, as we said, of TV shows.
0: Yeah, I don't think... Look, The thing I'll say about the difference between Netflix and Spotify is... I don't think it removes prop like films which are intended to be artistically provoking, etc. I don't think it removes it in the same way um, that it does with Spotify. You might listen to Devil in a New Dress by Kanye. Um, super controversial guy now, but let's just talk about the song itself. Uh, I think, artistically, a very strong piece. If you sit down and you listen to it, you really appreciate the structural elements. It's got a strong message behind it, etc. Really well done. But people listen to that song now casually. They're like, oh, I love that song. Whereas with a movie even if it's on Netflix, you sit down and you watch it and that hasn't changed because movies are newer anyway, right? We've only had them for the last 50 years.
1: No, well, well, I so. disagree. I disagree because we, we watch a movie when we do work. to pass exactly. time. We don't actually focus on the film itself. In a cinema... I,
0: well, okay, I, mean, I, fair, I don't. That's fair enough. I don't... But people don't, always know used a to a be leave person. TV yeah. running on in the background at home.
2: Yeah. All the time. But is that hard? It's just
0: part, like, some, some, some TV shows, in my opinion, even yeah. if they are art, in some sense, are primarily intended as wish fulfilment, enjoyment, a pastime, etc. I,
3: I think the problem with Netflix is, I don't know about you guys' as families, but the fact that I can watch Netflix in my room, I can come watch my own thing, and it's easily available to me, and the same goes for my brother in his bedroom. I think back in back in my olden times, when you actually had to tune in to a TV show, I think there were a lot more family viewings. Super social, super it was, special. you some people would have friends over to watch a certain show at a certain time,
0: right? Yeah. Um, my family still tried to do that, but then my sister just, like, says she doesn't want to, and <laughs> that's it. You know, it's not like a weekly show where everyone's invested, they want to mm-hmm. tune in. She goes to watch it by herself if she wants, whatever.
2: My dad's always wanting to watch um, movies with me, which is really, which is actually really such a nice activity, and it is I think it's still carried on nowadays. You'll watch a movie with your friends. You'll yeah. watch, watch a movie with your girlfriend, you know, in bed. And it's it's this, the same thing as well to a certain extent with music. It connects people because when you both watch a piece of art and you have that shared experience, A, you can relate to it in different ways, but you can also relate to it in the same way, which, which does connect people in a, in a really, really magical way sometimes. And it sounds cringe, but it is true. I think also one of the biggest parts of artistic appreciation
0: is the critical discussion which follows. Mm-hmm. Somebody helps exactly. that. you to see something in a piece. They point out a structural element. They point out a piece of dialogue. It's meaning, and that like massively increases its meaning for it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the job of good critics, right, is to, for example, you just don't understand how to appreciate a, piece, uh, a painting or whatever. They point out some elements <laughs> and it becomes much better. And you get that at a low level and formal level with your family. And now mm-hmm. that you're sat in your bed in the dark at 3 a.m. Well, so I, I, also think,
1: I also think social media, especially YouTube, has kind of helped us connect with broader critics or like these YouTube critics Mm. and for instance I watch a movie for instance and I have no idea of the message or I'm very I'm unsure like what does what does the movie mean whatever then I listen to like a film critic like I don't know Chris or I don't know or the the, the Sardonicast or whatever and they give us a new perspective on the film which social media has allowed us to to have Mm,
2: which basically something 30 years ago we couldn't have the couldn't have access to I agree I agree although maybe people really had a passion I think what, what social media has done is it's made it a lot easier for the stuff to become accessible if you really wanted to get into movie criticism then that's what you have to do you have yeah. to hang out with those people who are in those circles and oh, I don't know go to the video store speak <laughs> to people there whereas nowadays it's two clicks on the phone and you're there
0: I want to make a, a recommendation for a video actually on this topic which is a video by this guy called Jack Saint on YouTube on Avatar which I found really interesting because I really enjoyed Avatar. I'm not saying it's the most... The first Avatar. Yeah, the first Avatar. I'm not saying it's the artistically has the most value, whatever, out of any movie. Edit. It's you know, It's got a lot of wish fulfillment. It's got cool graphics, etc. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. There were some <laughs> themes about you know like colonialism and stuff. They go and they take all that. And yeah. I thought that that was a good thing. And Jack Saint's breakdown made me see how implicitly there's a lot of neo-colonial thought, etc. in it. And how, how there's still a white saviour complex going on, even though it tries to be progressive in the way it says it, even though it's signed really? with quote unquote the natives which are the Na'vi. you take for example the main character he is white or a human and he goes in sorts everything out that. for them becomes the leader of the clan and then and then they manage
1: to get rid of them i think a good um a good counter to the white savior complex is the last samurai right the last samurai right the film with tom cruise highlights a sort of white savior who kind of has the, uh, the image of trying to save you know the samurai from destruction from you know the Meiji forces but in the end it's fruitless he he gets killed or well, he doesn't get killed sorry they're, they're defeated the rebellion is defeated and so I, I guess that's a good i guess counter to um the, the different
2: misinterpretations of the sort of sword white savior complex that have been quite prevalent within media I agree. Now I don't know exactly what Avatar trying to do. I actually never saw the first Avatar, only the second. What? Yeah, I know. Are you dumb? Make I watched the second. The first, now, what the first Avatar in to The second. Abitur. No, I understood the second because my friend explained the first a little oh, bit. But well, do you watch the in? There, is, cinema. Yeah, it's amazing. But I mean, visually, it's, it's stunning. But the the point is, um, with the White Savior Complex, maybe it's trying to commentate on on political affairs where the West is constantly trying to act. As a white savior, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm not sure if David, if um, if Cameron's gone, David Cameron, David yeah. Cameron, David Cameron. Uh, James Cameron, no James Cameron, uh, it is James. James. James Cameron. Oh <laughs> David, David, oh, David Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> Imagine him as a director. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, I think he'd like, I I like a white savior. A bit Okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but okay, I don't know if that's the extent of which Cameron's going, but he definitely does want to touch on neocolonialism colonialism and 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 those themes, and he's explicitly said that. And I think he does it with good intent.
3: I I read that BLM heavily influenced um, his narrative for the second one. I have that when they were when they were filming. Obviously, BLM was going on. It, I think a crazy. Uh, I think it took about like ten years to film something around that. that yeah, is, well, that was honestly just,
0: crazy.
2: But there was a I mean, lot of problems
0: with. And production. filming the third and the fourth now at the same time as well. Yeah, of course. There, there was a lot of problems with production and stuff. I don't think it actually took 10 years to film. Oh, really? And the third is actually already filmed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it's going to be coming Wait, it's already a filmed? But I the Just a point on the, Just to touch on the point that Lucas made earlier, that he did it with good intention. That's actually, I think, a strong statement of how our unconscious biases can manifest themselves and can be problematic, even if we're not necessarily bad people. So good we point. can unconsciously have colonial thought or we can unconsciously be queerphobic in whatever way. Um, and mm, the yeah. fact that he tried to make this progressive thing and there's still problems in it and there's the white savior complex that's in there etc
2: yeah, shows I, that I, I fully agree and this is what the training that I've also received at Oxford University and even when I was in the union they made us do this training is for these implicit and unconscious biases where you don't notice that you're doing it and they, there could also be microaggressions but it's so inbuilt in you from conditioning from when you're younger and the media that you consume mm-hmm. that um, that it just becomes an immediate way of thinking, even though that it shouldn't be that way, and it's hard. It's hard to overcome that, especially for older people, especially for fifty-year-olds. Do you
1: think a lot of uh, pieces of media have the trappings of progressism or intersectionality without actually believing in the message? It's just there, just to sell more copies or sell or, or sell yeah, more it's tickets. Token, it's tokenism. tokenism, yeah. No, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's the same thing with like rainbow capitalism. These companies which put like a rainbow flag 50% faded over their logo yeah. in their American Twitter account and in their salaried yeah, Twitter yeah. account there's <laughs> nothing there's yeah, yeah. no real desire to actually be progressive in these areas yeah. and is yeah. is is problematic but do you think yeah. that if they making an effort at least they're not doing nothing but I don't think that this is my point I don't think it's making an effort I think it's nice. catering to what people want them to be in each country which is why there's that that it still have a Saudi positive Arabia. effect though I think, it, to be fair, in the USA, it might do. It's it's a, it's a for me, it's a question about intention. There. Have they got the right intention
2: with putting well, the rainbow flag? People often it. do things with the wrong intentions that still have good outcomes, right? They're so technically not doing mor- anything immoral. Even though it's a
0: morally good action, that it's better yeah. that that happens, that it doesn't. Is it morally worthy? And my point is, from the company's point of view, it's not morally worthy, even though it might help. And of course, it does that every single. Or loads of huge companies now are put in the rainbow. They wouldn't have done that purely years years ago. seeking. It, but at right. the end of the day, the motive is incorrect. That's fine. No problem,
2: it's still it's still in, it's still in making increasing awareness. Yeah, right. But I think that's so the most in, important thing is in a way. But it's very
3: superficial. I don't
2: care about that motive. What right. I care about I don't these people. Care I care about the motive, but not but, to, not to the extent that I think they but should take do. Account it. Of take a counterfactual. Take a counterfactual where
0: every country, for example, was had these laws or general <laughs> culture against for existence the naturalness and it being okay to be gay then actually those companies could be really inimical to the progression of LGBT rights because they would as part of their um, incentive for greater economic gain uh, take part in campaigns against making gay marriage legal for example and so on and so forth so it shows that it's not truly morally worthy even though it might just about add a little bit we should be asking do these companies genuinely care or not? Because people often buy from those companies, being like, "Oh, they're supportive," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, when there's actually not that much underlying from it. No, underlying. I think it,
1: I think it's still progress. Like if you of if we show like a um, LGBTQ plus character within a film, I think that's still progress. Like we need more representations of minority figures within poly- within sorry media. Uh, however, there's a highly superficial like undertone to it, right? Which mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's more. It's a, not an anyone at all. Sorry. It's more an effect of change, the cause of yeah, change for me. Exactly. Like They're putting
0: rainbow flags because it's now acceptable not, to do so during <laughs> Pride like, Month. It wouldn't have been before. So. Do
3: you, do you not, not think that's a cyclical th- thing, though? It's a cause of change. To an extent. To an
2: extent, I agree, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a positive. It's a largely positive um, cycle. I think yeah. there is an element of like, positive reinforcement there, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is helpful. But I think. Um, I think now is kind of a good time to bring in the song of the week properly, Pink Meta mm-hmm. by Frank Ocean, which was my most listened to song last year. Frank Ocean was my most listened to artist. And before, I think before we even start discussing it properly, I want to play a little bit of the song. So Pink Meta is is a song about love, desire. The singer describes his feeling for a woman, how she affects him. And it's a song that's really up for interpretation, but it's often understood as like a tribute to a significant other. Or a romantic interest who has this profound impact on on the singer's emotion, on his thought, but it also has this element of introspection, where he refers to his own brain, his, the idea of the brain as connection to emotions, is the brain just a container for the mind? What is the mind, and how does that ref- um, how does that relate to his relationship with with his with his um with his partner? So I'll I'll play a little bit now of of the song, and then we'll see what we have to say. and the mangoes that you could sell for me. What do you think my brain is made for? Is it just a container for the mind? This great, great matter. Since replied, what is your woman? Is she just a container for the child? That soft pink matter, cotton candy,
0: My book. Oh, 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 Close my eyes and fall
3: into you. I'm gonna <laughs> analyze it with you guys based on the lyrics. You've never heard, never
0: some heard, some heard that
3: this? That song is
1: insane. So what's your first
0: impression? Yeah. Okay, I love the way at the beginning there feels like there's something unresolved. I think it's probably the minor key. Because when you switch from a minor to a major, it feels like a nice resolution, and it starts with this persistent, almost jarring, I
1: can't, I can't believe you've know, never heard that. it. That's it's an amazing, wow. and you and can't and
0: quite, you're not quite there, and you're waiting for this beautiful resolution. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't And also there's a the question, the
1: like, what do you think my, my brain does. is it does. amazing? Does.
0: It's, it's phrased within it a question. It does with Andre 3000's verse. Oh, really. it, it builds up to it yeah. for two minutes. I love that. <laughs> It's cring- and then really the sort of shouting in the
3: background. So I've got an interesting question. What do you think he means by peaches and mangoes?
1: Oh, like oh being and the
0: peaches and the mangoes, that you serve?
3: Do
1: you think you? it's just
0: phallic imagery?
1: It's purely around, sexual. Yeah, purely no, sexual. No, I, I,
0: I disagree. I think there's something about... There's like a metaphoric association. It's of, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah it, it is, is, is purely sexual, fine. But, the, but the, I think there's a metaphoric association there. So the aesthetic of the album, and it's called Channel Orange,
3: and peaches and mangoes... <laughs> Holy shit. They're not orange, but... They're not orange, but they fit... No, I agree. Frank Ocean is very, very concerned with the way colours work with his
2: albums. Mm-hmm. Maybe, in long,
0: pro- maybe in a small deviation, peach. it's showing how something isn't quite right. It's called Channel Orange, peaches and mangoes aren't quite that colour, and something's not quite right. I either. think that's... I mean, that's I don't all, know but I don't...
1: But also, mean, also, as peaches and orange, you you gain pleasure from eating them. Right. Peaches like, and mangoes. Mangoes, sorry. Yeah. But yeah. I was going to say, there's like... And like sex or like sweets. what it's referring to yes well I was just going to say Sweet, yeah. fertility
0: not in like not, not in the sense of being pregnant but in the very general sense of mm. bringing on something new um, and so on you know like peaches and mangoes like there's fruit for something new like food for thought I love that because you can because bring something is, is the woman just a container for the child right is the peach and mango just what you get
2: I did some research yesterday and I think this is a really really Interesting uh, analysis here. So, Cotton Candy, Marjan Boo. Marjan Boo is a pink... This is why I got online. It's a pink blob-like villain with a child-like demeanor from Dragon Ball Z. He is similar to the physical properties of a vagina, but also <laughs> representing the darker side of sex. That is the analysis. That's he from Genius.com, wow. by the way. Cotton Candy, he uses two pink childhood memories to bring back a time when the vagina was just the source of life to show the different sides that sex can bring. Cotton Candy is sweet, Craved and a summary of the good things sex can represent. Wow. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, guys? Oh. I love that. I think people often look down, poets, etc.,
0: look down on music as a source of artistic and aesthetic satisfaction. Rap at there's least. Un- rap at least, but there's unbelievable depth. Frank Moshe Fra- is a genius.
3: The way he works with the instrumental, it's such a dreamy instrumental. Mm. Like, mm. you know, he's going to talk about sex. You know, from the title, it's Pink Matter and the cotton
2: candy the way that works would be instrumental Pink Matter it's, it's so it's the connotation and the, it's in, in the implications are literally genitals yeah, yeah. but also in
0: using the word matter as mm-hmm. contrast with mm-hmm. the grey or dark matter it's this this unknown this deep he's
1: talking seated about the in mind. the universe like, thing and he's so
0: demonstrating how deep that dark sex matter is, there is there and how much does connected to that so person. pink
3: matter has a double entendre here. so he's talking about his brain as
2: well as the um, female genitalia I think at the same maybe, time and maybe, I think his when brain he is, is obsessed with the Exactly. <laughs> well, hence the song. I'm the genitalist, genitalist? The container for the moment That's oh. amazing. I mean, when he when he prefaces, "What is your woman? Is She just a container for the child." He says, "Sensei replied. Sensei replied." So the sensei. Um. You could say that. I mean, sensei is usually for martial arts, which is this, which is a deep process, which involves like meditation. So it could be a metaphor or his own like conscious sensei reply, what is your woman? So the sensei within his own mind. You know, anyway, I think I
3: mean, the line, they sparred until they both grew tired. I think that's that's also very sexual. I think the relationship that Frank Ocean or whoever his narrator is has with the sensei, and I think with the power dynamic and him asking sexual questions, I think there's also a sexual
2: undertone at play, mm-hmm. that the sparring until <laughs> they both grew tired, that's very much like sex. And the, I, yeah, I 100% agree there's also a lot of dichotomies in the song, so Sensei replied, and it's also an internal conflict with himself, so, and it's this dichotomy between sex and then also life, so this lust and then there's also this beauty of <laughs> this for this learning, learning, childbirth and life. The Sensei is for learning.
0: I don't know exactly what the dichotomies are, but I could suggest, if I, if I know what you're saying, the word antinomies instead, which is a dichotomy between two things or an option between two things which can never be resolved. Mm-hmm. So Kant talks about that. He has metaphysical antinomies, which like, for example, was there a first cause? Was there not? The things going to cause him forever? Those two options um, can never be resolved between them. And maybe, you know, between sex and life, you give the other example. But, but you know, he tries to resolve it. I think this is
2: such a good time to bring in Andre's 3000 verse because not not word, was was that, song. Right? that is what the song builds up to. And it's almost a self, uh, he's pouring his heart out and the fact that he uses a different artist who's not himself to give the culmination, so the the climax of the song is not something that he sings; someone else sings it. So I think that's almost um, this this epitome of of dichotomy and different voices fighting with each other in a literal sense.
0: I was gonna say, if you're not listening live, you should go listen to the whole of the song right now, and then you can really appreciate the crescendo that's occurring. But let's listen. Yeah. To let's it after let's after listen. It.
3: you been gone I've been having withdrawals you were such a habit to call I ain't myself at all had to tell myself no nah. she better with some fella with a regular job I didn't want to get her involved by dinner Mr. Benjamin was sitting in awe hops into my car drove far falls too close and I remember my memories no sharp but a knife what a life anyway I'm building all the clock stop what am I anyway she had the kind of body that would probably intimidate any of them that were unsouthern. Not me cousin, if models are made for modeling Thick girls are made for cuddling Switch worlds and we can huddle then Who needs another friend? I need to hold your hand You need no other man We flee to other lands the RJ
1: 2000,
0: that was insane I haven't heard him ever sing as an artist Or ever rap, sorry Stay. But yeah, that was the thing that I found that You guys said it was the resolution, right? It's like the yeah. resolution of the song
2: It seems so that way at least
0: That's why I think there's like that sort of skippy Quite carefree tempo but I think what Andre 2000 does really well is contrast that with his tone, which is very downbeat and depressed. And I think that sort of goes to show, even in the resolution, if we're taking the subject matter, is like getting over this girl that Frank Ocean was with, or getting over any girl. We're gonna make it. General, I think it's Andre's general, girl because he um
1: he he referenced the fact that he's um well as Genius says that he's been he's he literally used to call his girlfriend every single day. Mm-hmm. And by having withdrawals he was addicted to having this contact with his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's so like an addiction. Versus it is like an addiction. Love is an addiction. So Genius says that withdrawals
3: is a double entendre. so it's sexual as as well as he's having withdrawals from this girl. I I would argue that it could be a triple right? And tell me if this is So I I would argue that the withdrawals could also refer to cash withdrawals, like money withdrawals. I yeah, and, and if you if you look further on in the verse, he talks about Mister Benjamin, which is also slang for money. I'm
0: assuming and it's from Benjamin Benjamin Benj-
2: Benj-
3: Franklin, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, no. yeah and yeah, then yeah. so two lines after he's talking about withdrawals, oh sorry, three lines. He says she better with some fella
0: with a regular job. So it synthesizes the two meanings of yeah. the
2: original line. That's quite sick. Mm, I mean, it's really important to look at the rhyme there as well throughout the um, throughout the, this piece throughout this verse he he brings together different words by giving them the same meter so for example modeling cuddling huddle another friend hold your hand other man other lands that's in five lines and he's also trying to apart from bringing unity comparing these words together but also creating a disjunct so How modeling compare? modeling versus cuddling mm. so these two types of lifestyles Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the top of the top of my head, but if you can really, really look at a piece like this and go into depth, which I think is, is part of the merit of, of Frank Ocean, I think oh, yeah. it's just beautiful.: so, And Andre 3000.: If we're
0: talking about rhythm generally, there was the bit, um but a knife, what a life," anyway. And this is a really crucial example of how syntax and semantics, meaning and structure can play into each other. So "But a knife, what a life." They perfectly go together. They both rhyme and they're in the same. Uh, meter, but a knife, but a life. Well, and the anyway, the anyway is amazing. Well. And the anyway is amazing because it's out of rhythm, and it's also moving it on, mm. and as if it's like this bit before doesn't but what's matter. What's interesting it, it's is a that complete break, and you really pay attention to the anyway, and it's like it's almost like he's
1: trying to push it away. Well, and that's and literally
2: what the word anyway means, right? Exactly. So when you're having a conversation, you say anyways, you're changing the topic. So he reflects the meaning of the word anyways through rhythm. So the syntax reflects the semantics. Yeah, it's, yeah I agree with
3: I, I think he does that uh, again. He does that uh, literally in the next line. Literally, literally, literally <laughs> yeah, sexy. Sorry, that was, that was my sexy voice coming in. Um, he says, I'm building y'all a clock. Stop, what am I, Hemingway? Mm. So Stop. he, he stops the rhythm. <clears throat> so Midline. So good. Good As he's talking about clocks, he says stop and stops the tempo within his and stops time because he's talking and about he clocks. Stops, right? He's trying he's to stop the clock.
1: But also Hemingway is, is, is an author known for his narration and storytelling, and in a sense that <coughs> he he thinks that he's he's over analyzing or unconsciously analyzing. His relationship, or the problems he's having with his relationship. So that, in a, in a way, that Gosh. question kind of
2: signifies what you just said before the previous slide. It's
3: very matter because he's recognizing that he is an artist mid creating art. But also yes. the author, <laughs> the
2: author of his own life, right? So he's trying to over analyze, yeah. or not really over analyze, but analyze in general his own actions, his own relationship with women, with money, and really pertinent themes, especially in the life of of such a big name rapper, where um, where he's not just a fellow with a regular job.
0: So this is gonna tie into something more general about the philosophy of art and aesthetics, which I wanted to to talk about, which is art imitating life and life imitating art. So the what am I Hemingway bit, at the same time as he's creating art, he's creating his life. You have some artistic piece, it changes the way you do things, it changes the way you act, and everybody acts in accordance with that. So like a really banal example that I'll take is, in Skins, <laughs> which is if you haven't heard of it, it's like a TV show run by teenagers, made about Absolutely. teenagers in Bristol in the UK. Great show. Very um, and what you saw in London and nearby areas, <laughs> and where loads of young people watching, was loads of people trying to be like Effie, this sort of like cool yeah, character. That that's a, that's a clear way. case of life imitating art, which sounds like a sort of contradictory thing, but in the case of Frank Ocean here, what of my Hemingway, it's like he's writing his own story, and you're recognising that in the creation of art and in the direction your own life you're taking, you can you can make something really good. You know, Hemingway like a valuable artistic piece. So, yeah. so
1: in a way, he's aware of the fact that he is creating art, that he's imitating and life.
0: He's aware of canon like, no, no, at that's same the same
3: time. He's, he's aware of sort of literary canon, and he's pi- he's putting himself in. Yeah, yeah, within this canon, which is what I find very interesting about um, certain rappers. Is certain rappers view themselves as poets? Okay, and, mm. I, and then I think not and Andre, the time. I think yeah. Andre Three Thousand <laughs> is.
0: Very much a poet, hundred percent. I mean, practice. obviously, it's a it's, it's a it's a value relative term. Like, say, like rappers who view themselves as poets. What they're essentially trying to say is their rapping has artistic merit. Yeah. Because poetry, being the older art form, is seen as like, to, you know, good poetry is, 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 is really good art, and good rapping could just be a nice tempo and a good beat.
3: I really like it because I think there's I think there's new wave artists, well, relatively new wave. I think like ASAP Rocky, Tyler the Creator, Frank Ocean, one they're all really good friends with each other. Two, I think they really fuse um, entertainment within rap as well as storytelling and narrative. And I think they, they do it perfectly.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: Well, I think, I think today might be a bit of a shorter episode. And I think now's probably a good time to wrap up. Um, we've, we've spoken about, today we've spoken about Frank Ocean, is relation its relation um pink matter in, in relation to art mm-hmm. life how takes life and vice versa and you kind of broke down the the structure and semantics of um of this of this piece and i'll pass on to ollie who have probably a few closing remarks i think we should also
0: reflect on at the beginning we were talking about the relation of art to life we were talking about the way that perception of art has changed particularly movies and songs and I think it's all been quite interesting it's a little bit more of an intellectual episode a little bit less banter we did have Adam's sexy voice though we did but I think that's it and I think we do close off every podcast in the same way right we have the best and worst thing that every loafer has done should week. we do that yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's a good idea oh, should,
2: we start, should with, we start with Vice Versa and let's start with, with Ferris okay the worst,
1: thing Ferris,
2: the worst thing Ferris has, thing has done this me. week I don't, haven't done much what's
1: this week, to be honest.
3: I haven't been out. I haven't been out. I haven't, I mean, I haven't gone weird, out. I'd like, argue yeah. the worst thing you've done is not come out.
2: Yeah. Because exactly. oh. you. Oh. That's, oh. And yeah, and I think sniffling oh. into oh. the mic. Sort yeah, of
1: well, I I, I, I mean, really. you don't know, but I do have a sore throat. With,
2: so. Without Farris, yeah. Sorry, you. Farris. That's yeah. my bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, um, What of the best thing that Ferris has done this week. Oh, tough one. I so guess. Uh, print- podcast for us. Yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah, printed out these, these scripts SMR. for you guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not scripts. They're not scripts, they're prompts. prompts. Just, just so you guys don't think that we're right, really yeah. off a script. I um, like Molly. Let's, 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 go <laughs> <laughs> let's go to Adam. Let's go to Adam. <laughs> uh, worst thing is done this week.
0: Tough one. Uh, I'd say join Lucas in Bridge just because of the free Bridge ticket. I, Honestly, that... I,
3: I was not. I was not expecting to be going clubbing last night. Bridge is a local Oxford nightclub, I, by the way. I was. I was mid. I was mid saying I'm going to have a shower. that I'm going to go to the gym. That is going to energise me, and I'm going to work. Mid
0: saying that, Lucas asks me do you want to go to bridge with my guest and I'm like <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> obviously Yeah, Lucas is. has a black card uh, which gets him free entry into bridge every week he kept, how did you a get a that black card? cool like that yeah. he would use it <laughs> just so to help cool. him with romantic interest but he doesn't have any so he asked <laughs> Adam to only so it and that's definitely. the best hey thing. hey
1: what do you say come on <laughs> Hey, that's hey. the best thing Lucas has done listen, this week listen, he's I got my voice. boys that's true
2: yeah with your sexy voice what's the worst thing I've done this week I don't know um one, not wake
0: up Adam yeah. for the shoot which you missed today after taking him to That's bridge. I was already you were directly me. responsible was, for what happened. I was already five minutes late to the... the well yeah. then you should have woken up earlier. <coughs> he made
2: slits. his own I position. So believe, right, right. I
3: believe you were entertaining someone last night and that left me in a very sticky position because we decided to do a double... Oh you double, mad. A duo's night. And I then had to, <laughs> I had to trek through the swathes of sweaty people up bridge. <laughs> yeah. You were you in the VIP with me. not blessing. We
2: were literally... In the VIP, stop complaining. I was away from you for maybe five minutes maximum. Oliver.
0: That's all it takes,
2: then. So, what's what's the worst (laughs) thing that Ollie's done this week? The worst thing he's done this week? Um, Invite (laughs) Adit. (laughs) Adit stay long. That's that's also the best thing I think he's done. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. sure. Best and the worst. Best and the worst. And um, with that, I think we can close off episode two of the Loaf Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Cheers, everyone.
1: Stay safe and be awesome. Loaf, you guys. Yeah, yeah. That was the cringest thing I've ever heard. Oh, shut <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, come on Recording 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 Recording
0: Recording
1: Recording
2: Recording Recording